Chapter Twenty of The Adventures of Diggledy Dan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Olivia. The Adventures of Diggledy Dan by Edwin P. Norwood. Chapter Twenty, in which Little Black Bear meets Shag the Carpenter. Now, usually, the very first thing one does after taking a tumble is to scramble up again and that is exactly what little black bear was of a mind to do when the rock on which he was standing turned over and he suddenly found himself sprawling almost at the feet of the great bear who was at work in the clearing but he did not recover himself before the one with the hammer had taken full account of his plight tacks jackplanes and draw-shaves and what is all this roared that ponderous party as he put his arms akimbo and gazed in astonishment at the mass of curly black hair that lay there before him why why it's just me come to call sputtered little black bear as he winked and blinked from his place on the ground that's quite plain to see the other agreed in a voice that resembled nothing so much as thunder but glue pots and gimlets what is the notion of prostrating yourself in this humble fashion for i assure you that i am neither a prince nor a king but merely a hard-working carpenter oh that <laughs> little bear repeated as he finally got to his feet oh that wasn't my notion sir it was just the rocks you see it kind of rolled out from under me and he explained the happening in so droll a manner that the big bear laughed so loud and so long that the forest fairly echoed in answer <laughs> there there forgive me he finally said as he wiped the tears from his eyes with the top of his cap but you surely cut a most comical figure and now though it may be none of my affair let me ask just what it is that has brought you thus encouraged little black bear told his story as to just who he was whence he had come and what it was that he sought well well now that is indeed interesting the other exclaimed my name's shag shag the carpenter and i'll be glad to help in any way i can with that he extended his paw the two shook hands and then at shag's suggestion they sat down at the foot of the tree that stood near the bench so you're a circus bear my what a lot of wonderful places you must get to see i've often thought it would be splendid to leave the forest and travel into the world but then there is mrs shag and there are things to be built why i should think this would be the jolliest kind of place rejoined little bear i can't imagine anything quite as interesting as building things have you always been a carpenter ever since i was old enough to handle a saw and a hammer answered shag you see carpentering and especially chair-making has been the family trade for quite a long time in fact ever since the days of the three bears the three bears said the other the three ba why you surely don't mean the very three bears to be sure answered shag what's so unusual about that but there's been books and stories and everything written about them cried little black bear in rapt admiration about them and and goldilocks you know goldilocks hm goldilocks mused shag what a piece of good fortune came to our family when she broke those beds and chairs for so the family tradition goes it was in the mending of them that great big bear found he had a knack for handling tools that very same summer he built an entirely new set of chairs then he got into making things for the neighbors and now why just look here and going to the doors that were made from small trees 
shag swung them apart and so disclosed a deep cavern that extended far into the side of the mountain there inside were whole dozens of beds with inviting-looking rocks for mattresses many massive chairs and no end of footstools to match my what a lot of them marveled little black bear do you sell many well not this time of year explained shag as he closed and bolted the doors most of the bear families are too busy vacationing and roaming about through the forest during summer to have much use for furniture but as autumn wanes and they begin to think of the long winter nights when they will sit at home sucking their paws and drowsing before the fire i tell you the thought of possessing a big roomy chair and a footstool is a highly pleasing one and though i do say it no one makes better furniture than shag the carpenter why with anything like care and provided the owner isn't a terribly loud snorer one of my chairs will last all of two winters but of course there are snorers that will loosen the joints of the best chair that was ever made and so he rambled on telling no end of interesting things until chancing to glance up at the sun he sprang to his feet screws and screwdrivers he exclaimed i had no idea it was so late and he hurried back to the bench you see i always aim to build at least one chair every morning would you care to watch me work oh i'd love to answered little black bear ever use a saw the big fellow asked as he busied himself at the vice goodness no i shouldn't know how to begin answered the watcher as he climbed to a seat on the far end of the bench well just remember this then instructed shag as he gave the vice handle an extra hard twist if you ever do use one or any tool for that matter don't hold it too tightly that's nearly always the trouble with beginners they just grip for all they're worth and try to do all of the aiming but what i say is let us saw alone give it something like a free head and it will follow the line most every time why it's the same way with guiding a bicycle chimed little black bear i know when i first began to ride in the circus i used to grip the handlebars like everything but and so having become fast friends shag and little black bear visited on through the hours their voices mingling with the song of the saw the ring of the hammer and all the happy sounds that came to the clearing from the depths of the forest below little by little the morning advanced little by little the shadows crept nearer the rocks and the trees little by little the thing on the sawhorses became more like a chair and then just as the last touch was added the soft hum of noontide was broken by a voice that came from neither here nor there nor for that matter from any particular direction at all Shaggy. Shaggy. it called in an odd muffled note that seemed very near and yet far away all right mother coming mother roared shag as if in reply hurry then before the dinner gets cold again called the voice and this time little black bear realized that it came right up from the ground indeed we will declared the big fellow as he put down his hammer and untied his apron come now oh thank you very much protested little black bear but really i have my lunch right here in my paper bag nonsense insisted shag why mother wouldn't hear to me leaving you up here so come along with you and leading the way to the far edge of the clearing shag uncovered an iron ring raised a heavy trap-door and the two descended a well-worn flight of winding stone steps until they came to a great rugged room that was almost as broad as the clearing above 
it required but a glance for little black bear to see that the place in which he so suddenly found himself was a cave there to the right was what had once been its entrance but which had at some time or other been turned into a window a window that was framed with trailing wild roses and through which he could see the trees of the forest and the bright green of the grass underneath on that side of the cave that was across from the stairway rose a huge fireplace and in front of it her back turned toward them and slowly stirring the contents of a very fat and very round pot that hung over the flames bent mrs shag mother this is little black bear i have brought him down to dine with us said shag why isn't that fine now cried she coming forward indeed young sir you are most welcome you will find the spring over in the corner should you care to wash it won't take me a minute to put on an extra bowl and then we'll sit right down as she hustled about laying another place at the big wooden table that stood in the middle of the cave little black bear thought he had never met with any one with such a white cap and apron he just positively knew there never were any starched quite as stiff and as straight nor adorned with such beautiful bows indeed he had hard work in trying to tell whether the merry crackling sound that now and then filled the room came from the apron or the fire on the hearth hurry along with both of you now called she as shag and little black bear returned from the spring and soon they were all three at table little black bear had never before seen such lovely dishes beautiful iron ones and so delightfully black of course there was porridge three bountiful bowls of it and a deep dish fairly overflowing with honey as they ate they talked the guest telling many stories of the circus and a great deal about diggledy dan the pretty lady and of spangleland now goodness do eat your dinner mrs shag kept saying shag do help little black bear to some more porridge dinner over with shag and little black bear drew their chairs back from the table so that mrs shag might clear the dishes and this gave the visitor more of an opportunity of looking about along the sides of the cave were a number of chairs all with very high backs and between these no less than a dozen quaint chests with corners of brass and handles of iron on the walls of the cave were many big frames fashioned from bark and each displaying subjects of a most interesting kind one pictured a wide-waisted hogshead labeled molasses while another showed a huge honey-bee drawn many times larger than bees really are and bearing the title the bear's very best friend in fact little black bear thought all of the paintings in excellent taste and quite in the style that one might expect to find in the dining-room of almost any bruin at the back of the cave was a stout wooden door which somehow or other wore a mysterious look eyeing it closely little black bear was just going to ask as to where the door led when glancing at shag he saw that the big fellow had gone sound asleep next he discovered that mrs shag had done exactly the same thing in a comfortable rocker that stood near the fire well well said little black bear to himself if that's to be the way of it i too shall indulge in a nap so twisting about until he got himself into quite a snoozy position he was just on the point of closing his eyes when there among the wild roses appeared a pink-frocked little girl with long yellow curls even as he watched she placed her two hands on the window and then softly raising it stepped into the cave end of chapter twenty recorded by olivia